Hey, Crack fans. Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link? To get signed up, just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, we tackle what has been arguably the biggest story in women's Division I college tennis this season. That, of course, is the rise of the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma reaching the national indoor finals, now 19-1 overall on the year. That record includes two victories over conference rivals and defending NCAA champs Texas, of course. One of those victories for the Sooners came this past weekend in a dramatic 4-3 fashion, the team fighting off multiple match points before ultimately earning a 4-3 win. And of course, if you're going to talk about the Oklahoma Sooners, I can think of no better person to have that conversation with than the head coach of the Oklahoma women's tennis team, our friend Audra Cohen, joins the show today to break down her team's successful start to 2022. What has clicked so well in Norman this season? How does this team maintain the chip-on-the-shoulder mentality that has led to so much success that they've accomplished this year. And then, of course, how do they maintain this success and carry it into uh, the rest of the season? Those are the questions and more we asked Coach Cohen on today's show. It is a fantastic conversation that I know that all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, if you're looking for more college tennis coverage, breaking down all the action happening across Division I men's and women's college tennis on our weekly episodes of The Deciding Point, which you can find Tuesday and Thursday live on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel of course. You can also hear Big Ten SEC-specific breakdowns each week on the Great Shot Podcast. Can watch SEC and Big Ten action every Friday and Sunday. Friday's action found on all the team websites. Sunday's action found on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channels. We try to provide college tennis with the platform we know 
it deserves here at Crack Rackets. With all that said, know all of you want to hear from Coach Cohen. Of course, before we do, want to give a huge thank you to our friends at Swing Vision for their support of this show. Of course, to learn more about Swing Vision, just click on the link in the description to this show. It's artificial intelligence for your tennis folks. All the information you're looking for all in one location. All you got to do, download an app on your phone. You have so many useless ones already. Why not get one you actually get joy from? Download the Swing Vision app today. Learn more about them by clicking on the link. And again, when you sign up to let them know we sent you there, get a discount, use that promo code CRACK20, $20 off plus a 14-day pro trial. A huge thank you to our friends at Swing Vision for their support. Seriously, the future of tennis is going to be things like Swing Vision. With that said, you don't care about the plugs. Well, you do care about the plugs, of course, and we care so deeply about our friends at Swing Vision. But what did you come here to hear? My conversation with Oklahoma women's tennis head coach Audra Cohen. So with that in mind, super producer Daniel Westoff, roll those credits and let's start today's show. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here to our Crack Racket shows, and I'll say it, the leader right now to win the ITA National Coach of the Year Award as her University of Oklahoma Sooners, now 19-1 overall on the year, coming off of a weekend that saw them knock off both Baylor and then Texas with a dramatic 4-3 victory, of course, joining us on the line today, the head coach of the Oklahoma Women Sooners, Coach Audra Cohen. Coach, welcome back to the show 19 and one has to feel pretty good. Pretty good, just yeah. pretty good, no, yeah. it's amazing. I mean, it feels awesome. It's a huge accomplishment for the program as a whole and uh, just proud of how hard we fought in each match, each of those 20 matches that we've played so far. That said, I'm sure if I asked which match would you like to replay the most from this season, it would not be this weekend's 4-3 win over Texas. It would be the North Carolina match, would it not? Yes, I, I think that definitely <laughs> left us with a salty taste in our mouth, but at the same time, it, it inspired quite a bit of our growth and our, our uh, just our, our ride along this journey here. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot I want to hit on on today's show, but I think the place we have to start, and I've had the chance to speak with you, but not on camera. Obviously, when we spoke in our off-season podcast, you knew you had a good team on your hands. That said, 19-1 and start, national indoor finalists, undefeated in Big 12 play, top three school in the rankings all year long. Did you see it coming? Like, to what do you attribute this ridiculous start to the year? I think... Uh... I think we saw it coming. Everybody saw it coming. Maybe having it happen this year and and this quickly is probably the shock of it in some ways. But uh, we definitely have been treating the program as if it's headed in this direction from the beginning. And I think that's why we are where we are. We have the fundament, like the the building blocks to be a top five team in the country consistently. And, uh, And so it's built on a pretty solid foundation here. It's uh, it definitely the house went up pretty quickly. I'll, I'll put that 
(laughs) put that out there at least yeah yeah no i mean no doubt about that and we turn uh, right away to this weekend and you know certainly we knew by the recruiting rankings and what they accomplished before that the freshmen were going to be highly touted and have success at some point in their career that said for shanton staker to be off to the starts that they're in. And, you know, you look this week against Texas, you guys drop the doubles point, you sweep the four through six singles positions. And we talk about it so frequently on our shows, the mark of an elite team. It's not what you can do at the top of the lineup. It's what you can do with your depth. You have two freshmen doing that at the four and six single spots right now. Again, how are they able to have this much success this early? I think they're pushed every day by their teammates. That's a huge part of it. And we've pushed them from the fall. I mean, with Emma, she was here in the fall. It's just the standard that's set every single day. You just can't get away with a, a bad practice, kind of just hanging your head. Like we, we call them up every single day and they're now becoming such a part of our standard that they're, they're able to call their teammates up as well. So I think that's the piece that uh, the cultural piece and and just the standard of what our expectations are day to day, that's really what's been helpful in this process. But they've stepped up. I mean, for two freshmen, and then uh, you know we have two transfers in the lineup as well, and four new players in our lineup of six here so far. Um, and that's without Guzzi back in there too. So uh, I, this team's just a special team, and I think they they're all learning how to help each other grow along the way here so that's been helpful with the freshmen and to lock in on the texas match in perspective uh in particular five six love 40 third set emma staker down obviously down match points clinching match points what is going through your head how is she able to pull through in a moment like that i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i just remember looking over at her she she went down love 30 and i said emma just play like yeah. just play, just play tennis. You know how to play tennis and enjoy it, and uh, and and battle as much as you can. And I mean, no, you put your heart out here regardless. And uh, and so she she just played. She was down love, ended up being down love forty there, and then she played three really good points just on offense, like hit a, a big serve, then a backhand down the line winner. I mean, just played three really great points. And then the fourth point, it was a little shaky. I think we got a little <laughs> bit lucky there. Uh, and and she'll take it. But I I do think that her ability to step up and say, all right, I'm just going to do whatever I can here. And and she owned that moment. And uh, the second she decided to own it, really took it over and and sent it to a third set breaker. And then she could breathe a little bit there. Mm Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, again, getting to watch via play site, you don't always get the most true sense of the crowd, but talk to me about the atmosphere and what you guys have been able to cultivate this season in Norman in particular. I mean, it always helps to have a winning team, but it feels like you guys have had some pretty fun crowds. Yeah, it's been such a joy to play at home and to play a big match like Texas at home and uh, the environment that we've we've been able to create because of the momentum that the program has has been special. and it really shows what it means to be an Oklahoma Sooner and our crowd and our enthusiasm and just everybody's bought in. And that, that makes it a special experience for everybody, even myself as a coach and, and our, our players. It, it's just, it's such a cool moment. And, uh, but one thing we've, we really stressed within our team is body language. And, uh, and so even looking back at that match, we, we actually zone in on our, our team that's watching Emma play and, uh, we look at the play side of that and we look at the play side of uh, just in between points and 
uh, just the messages that you're sending to your opponent, to your team, to your fans, to everybody there. And I think that's the most important piece that has given us this opportunity to let our tenants shine is well, that to, body language piece. Well, to follow up on that, and one of the things I enjoyed most about getting to be at the National Indoors was the chance to get to watch everyone play in person. There's an energy to your group. And I know I've asked you this, I think, on our broadcast then, but you know, not only is it your players, but watching you or Jose or Coach Cobra get after it as coaches as well, it feels like that is something, that component, that energy aspect is something you guys stress. I think we see the Michigan men's team stress that as well. And that energy, you know, again, I think it makes a difference. Is that is that fair? Like, are you guys active coaches? That's part of the game plan? Uh, absolutely. I yeah. think uh, I think that's the biggest taboo about our industry is that as a head coach, especially you have to be this like stoic person that's like uh-huh. prim and proper. And to be honest, like if we don't show emotion and positivity and like are, we're not in it with them, then I mean, it's, it's even tougher. We're asking something that we're not doing every day. So that's a big part of our culture. But uh, I think, you know, adding Coach Cobra and adding Jose has been probably one of the the biggest uh, advantages in that department is that they're naturally like they bring so much energy and when the two of them are together <laughs> plus then th- they've brought a lot out of me too I mean I've changed a lot as a coach just being around them so uh you know I think that that all together the trifecta of it um we're able to put the team on our shoulders but also the team's able to put them put us on their shoulders now and and really ride with the energy overall mm-hmm. no I mean it's really fun to watch uh, all of you get after it. And yeah, I swear it was the end of the Wisconsin doubles point. And I remember, I think it came down to the number one spot. And I swear you and Coach McKenna were about to grab rackets and be like, forget this. Let's go play a ground stroke game to 10. And that's how we're going to decide things because this is just not working anymore. Um, and so I think that energy is translated clearly to the success you all have had. And, you know, again, I want to focus on Staker for a second because you once said something to me about the value of not only having a freshman do it, of course, but having a freshman from Tulsa, Oklahoma, have a moment like this. And obviously she had a moment like that at the National Indoors as well, but to do it at home over Texas, what does that mean for the program? I mean, it's absolutely huge. Our AD was out there. He was he came on the court right after, and, and I just said to him, he gave me a big hug after, and I was like, you know, the best thing about it is that the kid from Oklahoma, born and bred, had an Oklahoma t-shirt on when she was six years old, like her dream. She worked hard every day to be able to come and play at OU. And for her to do that is like something unbelievable. It just gives you chills. It's like, it's, it's such a cool thing to watch and be a part of, but, uh, but for her to be the hero uh, in so many of our matches, but especially in this red river rivalry that we have, and her parents were there, you know, give her a big hug at the end as well. And, uh, and just the team and the camaraderie we built and to be able to jump up and down and celebrate with them. It's like the first thing she looked to, she threw a racket right when she knew she won. She was like, she looked straight to her team because she knows how much that they've supported her and believe in her and, uh, and how much, and they, they know as well how much that, that she's really brought to the program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously beyond her, 
you know, the I've heard you refer to them as the foundation, the Corley sisters, and Ivana in particular. And look, it's not as though you guys were bad last season, 15 and 7 overall. And, you know, you, you tough 4-3 loss, obviously, in the NCAA tournament to a USC team that makes the Sweet 16. But you guys were in the hunt last year. That said, you know, Ivana, for her to come back this season and put together... I mean, as good of a national indoors as anyone has had in history. To go 8-0 uh, the way that she did, to win most outstanding player, you know, first since Jerry West to do it on a non-winning team, right? And just that sort of run from her. Did you see it? Like, is it a leap forward? What about it has clicked this season in a way? I don't want to say it didn't in years past, but to where it's now not only the results on court, but the leadership off court all blending together as well. Yeah, I think a lot of it is is her personal growth and maturity, but also, you know, one thing about Ivana is a, a lot of people count her out. Like they don't, I don't want to say count her out, but they underestimate her. And then she comes out, she'll serve big and, and she'll hit a, a bunch of good shots. And I think people are surprised when she keeps it up. But uh, I mean, we see her day to day in practice all the time. And, and to be honest, like she can not only keep it up, but she can keep it up for a really long time. And, and I think that's been, something that uh opponents have been surprised by is that they're kind of expecting her to break down after some point and and to be honest she doesn't she keeps it going and uh and she that's been her biggest growth is her ability to extend that for a, a longer period of time and uh, i think that's what you're seeing now is not not her best tennis but the longevity of her best tennis are you guys and, an indoor team is this just uh, what we're learning now i you know it's funny i don't think we are actually <laughs> i agree like, it's uh, maybe maybe a few pieces of the puzzle, but I wouldn't say we're an indoor team. I think a lot of our players are better outside. Uh, some are better inside, but not not significantly better. I would say we're we're pretty even, if not better outside. Yeah. No. I mean, again, the huge four three victory, and you look at all the pieces, and I, I still want to talk about a, a few more, but one that you have not had throughout the season is Dana Guzman, who obviously was so outstanding last year. And we've seen her slowly work her way into the doubles lineup. The reason I bring her, well, I guess let's just start here. Can I get a health update? How's she doing? She's doing great. Uh, I'm not going to give you too much there, but she's doing great. Uh, we, uh, she, she might be in some singles here soon. We'll, okay. we'll see. So um she's awesome like what a leader she's become off the court and then and now that she's back on the court and a big part of our day-to-day practices just making sure as we're in these physical matches that uh she's able to play as physical of a match as 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 possible but uh she's definitely right there i think the the big thing is really just also confidence mentally knowing that that she's back and um yeah but We'll see her soon. Well, with that in mind, how do you balance knowing, hey, we have this piece that we want to see, you know, what does she have in her? And, you know, we want Dana at her healthiest because obviously her at her healthiest and most comfortable, the team is just inherently better. That Mm -hmm. said, right now, your six works. Singles, doubles, whatever. You know you have a six that works for you. How do you balance those two things, making sure you have the right six versus working in a new piece? I think instead of maybe seeing it as a new piece you see it as you have eight players on your roster that are you could work in and out of the lineup at any time and still be a top three team in the country Uh Uh, and i think that's more so how we look at it rather than a risk of say hey putting guzman in here and you're risking something it's like 
you you really have to look at it more like everybody is good and there's no you know we could we can make a shift here or there and and still have the opportunity to win at every line we play yeah and that's how we look at it and uh instead of thinking like it's it's risky it's i mean vanna is a, a winner like she's proven that she proved that her first year here and uh and that was coming in in january and not nearly as fit as she is now so um you know i think she's actually in a better position now than when she started at ou <laughs> in january after covid and <laughs> no matches just practice one hour a day in Peru trying to get her visa to get here so she's been in a tougher circumstance and uh, and we remind her of that all the time so yeah everybody's good and uh, and everybody's gonna have to be good in order for us to have a chance to to win a big 12 title in a national championship mm-hmm. talk to me about Lane for her to come here year one and have you know asserted herself the way she has at that number one spot you just feel like you know you're getting three sets out of her up top what does that fight yeah. do for everyone else yeah, and credit to uh, she played a tough one. I mean, Peyton's playing really well, so that was a, a really tough match. But um, but Lane, I mean, just just an incredible athlete, and I think it's really easy to misread her as a team player as well. And and so as we've gotten to know her, she's been an incredible team player. I mean, if you look at our sideline right now, as Staker's out there playing the match, like we went back and looked at the the play side of court. Uh, court three there that or sorry court four that's watching like, as everybody's watching over on court six and uh and she's so into it just like screaming and and so pumped and trying to help emma get through that moment and that's after having lost a, a pretty tough one uh to peyton on the uh, on court one so you know i think that speaks to who she's become as a team player and a leader for for the team playing the one spot which is always tricky uh, but her ability to to cause disruption for her opponent to to annoy them, I I, I love her game style. I relate to it really well because I played pretty similar. Uh, and now adding some weaponry to it and uh, big forehand, big serve, things like that 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 really could help her a lot to get some more free points along the way here. Mm-hmm. And so you know, again, as you look at your team, nineteen and one overall, uh, you still got you know. I think five Big 12 matches left, including the match against Oklahoma State, plus the juiciest nugget at the end of the schedule. We've all been looking forward to that Pepperdine matchup right at the end of April. You know, I, I this tells you what I do with my free time, I suppose. I was looking back at some of the teams you competed on back in the day, you know, at Miami, and I was like, let me go look at the 05-06 team because obviously that team makes the NCAA final, losing to Stanford, and I'm like, was there that late season loss that seems to happen every so often to all of these teams that just kind of writes the ship, right, and balances things? And, you know, I was looking at the 06 team at Virginia, 4-3, April 9th. I'm sure you remember that match or, you know, ACC championship against obviously a very good Georgia Tech team how do you prevent that sort of thing from happening to your group as you look at the home stretch of this season are you worried about that at all I think naturally you're always going to be worried about that but rationally it it shouldn't have to exist right so (laughs) if you think about it rationally like yeah you you have a choice to be worried about that or you can continue to focus on getting better and I think that's our biggest challenge is making sure that even when you're happy and you win, that you're finding and you're kind of picking it apart and you're finding all these ways that you can get better. And for example, yesterday, uh, sorry, Sunday, we played in uh, obviously a tough Texas team. And I I still feel like there are a lot of things we could have done a lot better. Our doubles point was a little bit passive for us. Um, 
for just kind of sitting around waiting too much, playing playing the opponent's style more so in doubles than than we need to. And um, but it's it's great. We've got to learn from that, and we're going to have some doubles points that don't go our way, and uh, and we've got to make changes, adjustments, and and get better. So yeah, as you look at it, you know historically you're right, but at the same time, those, those thinking like that. It, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot for no reason. So we, we try to focus on our controllable things, which is how, what can we focus on to get better? That's our number one goal. Yeah. But I definitely remember Virginia being there. And I, I think I remember the, the conversation at the end the most. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. What was the better Miami team, by the way, 06 or 07? Obviously you go further in 06. Yeah. Uh, I would say, 06 was interesting because we didn't have better players, but we just had big fight and competitiveness and just like we were kind of nastier to play. Uh, and then in 07, um, I think we had better players, which sometimes hurts you because you think you're better. And then sure. <laughs> and then you, you don't become as nasty and like as competitive. So uh, I would say we didn't have as many expectations in that the 06 year and that helped us as well. So. No, fair. And the reason I bring those sorts of things up is, you know, at this point, you guys are 19 and one, which is obviously the best start in program history and, you know, best start for a team in your coaching tenure. And I know you've been around some good teams. Do you lean on those experiences at this point as you're trying to shape, okay, what do I want out of these last, you know, six to eight weeks of practice to have us peaking towards May? You know, I'm sure you had a game plan for this season. I'm sure that game plan is still the framework, but how yeah. does that adjust given the uh, success? Yeah, it adjusts substantially. Uh, I mean, we've got to find ways to get better. And uh, sometimes it's hard. You got to be creative and, and things can get stale really quickly and you can get complacent with winning. So we're constantly pushing each other as a staff to try to come up with solutions that are pushing us to get better as a program. But, uh, but I would say I lean probably the most on um, my playing experience in this year of, of coaching than I ever have in my entire career. And that's because we're in a situation where we're actually pretty dominant. And, uh, and I think for the most of, for most of my career, I couldn't really relate a lot of my experiences to where we were at as a program or where our players are at at the time. So now I would say it's like the first time I, I look back and I'm like, wow, it's like a lot of the experiences that I had as a player are pretty helpful now. In, in understanding how they feel because every match I ever played in college tennis, I was supposed to win. Mm -hmm. And and that's a, a little bit of what our team feels now and, and dealing with, the, with that feeling before you even walk on the court is the most important part of competition right now. Mm -hmm. At the same time, and I know, put a list right now, dumbest questions I've asked, this will be top five. It's gotta be fun. Like I, I can't imagine like nineteen and one. It, it it makes the sprints. You're like, yeah, but it worked, right? Like, does it? I'm I'm sure there's a buy-in this season as a byproduct of all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had we've been fortunate to have a pretty high amount of buy-in over the years, but I think in this in this season particularly, and uh, you know, in many ways, and you say this like. It, we look like the heroes as coaches, but we're not. I mean, we're really just, uh, we provide a lot of structure and we push them to get better. But I mean, these these players are really what it's all about. I mean, they they put it in, they put in the, the blood, sweat and tears, literally like they're willing to, to go that above and beyond to have a team meeting on their own and, and call each other up. And I think that's what makes this year even more special is like, yeah, from, 
from the outside, it looks like it's all the things we do as coaches or, or whatnot, but it's really these, these individuals that have come together for, for one mission to do something big and yeah. create history. Are Staker and Sleeth banned from playing one another in practice? Because I feel like that, I'd just be like, we're not letting that happen. There are some days where I let them uh, like pick who they warm up with, and if they pick each other too often, I I will I'll mix it up. But because uh, <laughs> that would but, I just be like yeah. such a grind. Like I I know my older brother, I played high school with him for a couple of years. He'd be like I, he would always want to warm up with me. Be like I'm not playing you. He's like we're just not doing that. And I'd yeah. be like all right. Like I could see Ivana and Carmen be like eh, we don't need to play one another. We know that matchup. But like that's another one. I'd be like eh, I don't. It could get like just too many made balls. Yeah, trust me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes we 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 might have to have them play, and there's a four ball maximum. Like, yeah. have to finish points in in four touches. Like we yeah. do that sometimes. So it just depends. Uh, I mean, we've we've not played a lot of straight up actually mm-hmm. this year as as often, but we'll do a lot of like situational or or things of that sort. Mm-hmm. So to get back to how you've changed as a coach, is that something you've maybe scaled back on this year? Because you know your team has that competitive edge, right? They've shown it. And I know it's something to continue to make sure it's maintained. At the yeah. same time, it's probably a little less healthy to have them be battling in practice all the time. It's because you guys don't need that this year, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I actually would say we compete an insane amount in practice. Okay, like, sure. Practices are highly intense and and huge competition, uh, it, but it it might not always be just your traditional match format. Okay. So we do we'll do a lot of like collective scoring, uh, team scoring, things like that. So everything, but it's very well thought and uh, and pretty organized, and we we take our time to make a creative and fun practice and. It gets pretty heated sometimes. Uh, I have to play Switzerland as the referee that explains <laughs> it to. Cobra has one team, Jose has another, and those fights get serious. Yeah, I'm sure at the coaching level too. It's like everyone's fighting. And so, you know, with that said, inside baseball question for you, but you all obviously have some momentum right now building around your program. And I know how focused you are, and I'm I'm not indicating this would ever slip on making sure the team is healthy, the team is fit, the team is ready to compete. At the same time, we've talked about it before, half of college coaching is you're the CEO of the program as well. Right. Is capitalizing on the momentum from the program aspect, not necessarily the play side, but the attendance and the just all the things that come with success. Is that something that has factored bigger into your, you know, again, with the success you've had to think about more throughout this season? Absolutely. I think the exposure that the program has is, is quite a bit higher from a personal standpoint. I have to schedule myself better. Uh, for for little things here and there, just so that we're we're maintaining the most important piece of it, which is serving the players and making sure that they're getting better every day. So, but from the outside, like just things like getting the capital campaign for our new facility, for the addition of our facility, uh, that that's great momentum right there for the for the program, and we've had more interest in in donors and boosters. So there's all across the board we are CEOs so at the end of it uh you know you've got to capitalize on this time frame and make sure that that's this is our new standard this is where we're at and and to level up here's what it's going to take 
If you're the CEO, does that make Jose, I'm trying to think, like he works the lobby concessions? Like that's his role? <laughs> By comparison, what's the most accurate description for him here? No. I love that actually. Yeah. We'll tell him that. Yeah, yeah VP marketing, <laughs> I would say, for Jose. That's a role that he was meant for uh, with that. Sometimes we call him Uber Eats because <laughs> uh, during COVID, it's like constant Uber Eats. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. Now, um, this is, again, a question for me. Is it fun to coach a two-handed forehand? Yeah. Actually, what's interesting is she's a lefty, but she yeah. plays righty. So, like, it took us a little while to figure out what the hell she meant when she said back in. <laughs> yeah. Like, because she's saying back in like it's her left, but it's, yeah. you know, but she does play like a righty two-handed. But it is, uh, it's a lot of fun. I think, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges for women's tennis right now is to stay turned on the forehand. So, it's, it's nice to not have to say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, again, watching her just tee off is so fun. And again, yeah. it's what's really fun about watching your team, too, is the contrast of playing styles you have across the board. It's everyone can do, you know, a little bit of something different on every court, and everyone's pretty good at it as well, which makes it very fun. With that said, I think it was really clear you guys had a chip on your shoulder at the National Indoors and just a hunger about you and an energy about you. Certainly that first Texas match there was it was delightful just everything you want from a college tennis match and you know again you saw that same fight from your team this weekend and to beat them in conference play obviously at home not hard to get up for that match that said you're now clearly either the number two or number three team sometimes the computer's stupid I'm gonna vote you number two obviously uh here this week and I think it's it's probably a little bit more difficult, I would say, to manufacture the chip on the shoulder now, right? Like, I don't know, anyone who's not calling you all a contender at this point should not be taken seriously. And I don't know anyone who's not calling you a contender. So how do you keep that same edge for your group over the last eight weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think we ignore a lot of the rankings that you put out there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cut that, Westoff, cut that immediately. Yeah. No, we we have to stay really humble and hungry about what we're doing here. I mean, we can't look at the smoke in the mirrors. We got to look straight in the mirror and say, hey, what can we do to get better? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely difficult. I think we still have a really tough Big 12 schedule left. Uh, we go to TCU and then Texas Tech. Uh, if anybody's played at Lubbock, it's not easy to play there. So then we go to Iowa State and we go to West Virginia and then we play at OSU, which is a really tough place to play i mean we've got a lot of tricky places on our schedule left here before we play pepperdine at home and uh and i think the biggest uh thing in all of it is is every single match you have presents new challenges and our biggest uh like the biggest thing we look for is how we address those challenges are we running away from them or are we just running straight into them and saying all right let's go and if if our culture shifts at any time where we're trying to dodge those challenges, then uh, then we need to sit down, readdress it, and make changes. And and I think our team knows that. And uh, and as we move forward here, it's like that is your chip, right? Your yeah. chip is seeking challenge. Like you're seeking these challenges and these opportunities to grow. Because if you really want to get somewhere in the end, you got to go through all the challenges on the way. Mm-hmm. True or false, one of those challenges will be having your team run some sort of mountain you find in Norman to get ready for the elevation in Lubbock. <laughs> yeah, I wish we, uh, I, I don't know if I can find a mountain, maybe crash mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, you'll figure it out. I'm sure you'll be like, let's just turn the humidity up or something. Like we'll do yeah, something to replicate it. Um, no, I mean, again, 
it's been awesome to see your team have success across the board here this season and you know i i know you all have goals still very much ahead of you uh as you look for your team again what's it going to take to accomplish those goals what do you want to see from your group down these final you know three four weekends of conference play and headed towards postseason and conference tournament play uh, i think i just want to see a commitment to growth i think that's like our number one thing is is you got to see through the I, sometimes I call winning is kind of BS. It's like it, it blinds you to the reality. Like you can win the wrong way over and over, and then you play that really important match that you've been not you, you haven't been getting better the whole time. So you get exploited in the the last moment there where it, it shows up. Like our, we have an expression. I don't know if I can say any bad words here, but yeah, of we have an expression can. that is like. That shit will show up at some point, like if you don't deal with it now. So uh, we really focus on that. And I think that's something our team has bought into too, because they know it. It's like, you know, you know what you're getting away with when you get away with it. And and I only say that because I did. I got away with a lot of stuff, you know? And so, uh, and won a lot of matches while doing it. And that's our, yeah, biggest thing we look for is growing and getting better. Uh, I still think we, we played a better dual match against Texas than we played the first time we played them, and so did they. And we hope to uh, to play them again at some point here and uh, and play an even better one. Yeah. Now, look, I know the trouble you got away with at St. Thomas Aquinas. I, <laughs> I know all the stories, Coach. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's good to hear that persist uh, to today. But, no, again, it, speaking from afar, no doubt about it, you guys have been the story of the season. And, again, one loss on the year, 19-1 and one overall, in control to capture a conference title and do a lot of special things come May. And it's been really fun to watch as well. And so, uh, obviously, Coach, I appreciate you tolerating all all of my nonsense and always grateful when you're able to take the time to chat here on the show. Alex, we love it. Uh, you're doing so much for college tennis and we appreciate it a lot. So keep it up. Anybody that uh, doesn't want to listen to you, they should say that they should understand what you're doing for the sport and what, and for all of us, like um, whether, whether or not you're bought into podcasts or not, like you're, you're changing it for, for our sport and, uh, I hope you're on TV soon doing our, our commentating at NCAA. So you're you're our first vote over here. At, oh, I appreciate it. Do you need more bulletin board material? I can give like a, is there a Carmen Ivana fake conflict story going? Like I can do whatever you need. You just plant the seed and tell me. Yeah, well, we can make one up. I mean, they do fight about the temperature in the apartment all the time. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, I heard a rumor that, you know, Sleeth was like, you know, I'd really rather play two. And so, yeah, I'll just start planting seeds like that across the board, and we'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, but That's no, funny. yeah, with that said, Coach, thank you as always. Be safe, be healthy, and I'm sure we'll see you later this season. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Alex. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Oklahoma women's tennis head coach Audra Cohen. A huge thank you to Coach for taking the time to chat and for tolerating all of my nonsense throughout the course of this season. Of course, it has been such a pleasure to see the rise of her team, and I know we are all expecting to see big things from them throughout the remainder of this season. Of course, with all of that said, if you're looking for more coverage on everything happening in the college tennis world, we've got you covered here at Cracked Rackets. Weekly breakdowns on the GSP of all things Division I men's and women's college tennis SEC broadcast every Friday on the team websites every Sunday on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel Big Ten SEC specific breakdowns on the GSP as well we got you covered folks as we try to provide college tennis with the platform we know that it deserves of course if you're looking for the pro tennis coverage mini break has you covered and of course for all of our content head on over to our website crackrackets.com if you need the more immediate uh, updates Twitter Instagram Facebook YouTube we are at Crack Rackets you want to message me directly I am at A.L. Gruskin. A shout out, as always, to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of this content possible. A shout out to our friends at Swing Vision as well. And you know the deal. To learn more about Swing Vision, just click on the description in the link to this podcast. But with all of that said, for my fantastic coach, Oklahoma women's tennis head coach, Audra Cohen, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Swing Vision, and from all of us here, at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 